Hey, this is Faith, and thank you for tuning in to Faith Over Everything podcast, where I cover everything, whether it's pop culture, religion, politics, relationships, fashion, beauty, entertainment, black culture, whatever is on your hearts and minds, we are talking about it on the show. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode available on all your favorite streaming platforms and enjoy the show. Well, happy new year to everyone. Happy 2022. We made it. If you're listening, we made it to 2022. I'm so excited. So happy. Um, And uh, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode. I have a very special guest on with me today. I'm going to allow her to introduce herself, but she's just a wonderful spirit. If you listen to the show, her her commercial comes on in the middle of my podcast recordings. Um, But with that said, I'm going to allow Dana to introduce herself. Welcome. Thank you so much. Um, I am so, I'm very happy to be here. (laughs) 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 Um, I'm super, super excited that you asked me to be on. Um, just because I love I love your podcast. I do. I really Aww. like um I like the content. I like just like your the way you interact with your guests. It's just great. It's wonderful. Um Aww. and so I'm honored to be, you know, in the number. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And likewise, I love your podcast. You sound amazing. You always give us something to think about. So I really, really enjoy it every time. I appreciate it. Um, For those of you who don't know, I'm Dana. Um, I am a native of Beach Island, South Carolina. There's no beach, no island. (laughs) Don't know where the name even. Well, the it's called it's spelled B E E C H, so it's like a beach trees. But the island part, no idea why it's called an island because it's not. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I currently live in Columbus, Georgia. I am a mother of two boys. I'm a wife. I am a certified yoga instructor. As Faith said already, I'm a podcast host. I'm a friend. I'm yes. <laughs> so, so many things, all the things. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, enough about me. <laughs> okay. Okay, girl. So she wears many, many hats. But Dana is um, just a really sweet spirit. We met through our mutual friend, Shari Anderson, who is the co-host to the Optimistic Divorcees. And so, you know, Dana is just a good time. She's a great spirit. So there you go. Right. I think it's the Aries in us because um, when... What what was it? Shari's birthday trip to New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. I think that was when I first met you. I had heard about you because you know Shari talks about her friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, when I met you, I was like, "That's my girl." <laughs> <laughs> I know it's that Aries thing, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted Dana to jump on with me, guys. I've been kind of on a break. I think the last show was like December, the week of Christmas or something like that. And I, oh my God, I love the last show. If you did not tune in, it's just a really great show with a uh, matchmaker um, who, uh, she lives in Houston, Texas. And she was just, you know, again, another great spirit, a lot of great information. It was really dope. Um, But then after that, I've been on vacation. So now we are back and um, we're just chopping it up on this episode, talking a little bit more about randomness on this episode so (laughs) Dana you mentioned so much you mentioned you're a mom you're a a yoga instructor you are you're a podcast host you do so many things how do you balance being a mom being a wife being a businesswoman like how does that work for you I just do what needs to be done as it needs to be done and I don't let myself get stressed out about trying to do all the things at once so when I'm at work I'm at work. So I'm a yoga instructor, but I also like manage the yoga studio. So even with that, like having to know when to be the manager and when to be, well, I'm the teacher when I have to, (laughs) when I'm scheduled to teach a class, (laughs) but like during those times, just not letting management things like spill over into me needing to teach a class. Cause if I'm thinking about who didn't pay their bill and they sit in my class, (laughs) I can't, you know, that doesn't really work. So it's just um, just learning how to manage myself in 
all of those roles. When I'm home, I'm at home. I'm not at work. Um, and it, it took a minute to be able to get to that point because I would often bring work home, especially, you know, with these days, things being virtual and a lot of work and stuff being able to be done on the computer. But now I've just um, I just stay at the building until I finish what I need to finish for that day. And then everything else work related can just wait. I mean, I just think, you know, now so many of us are juggling so many different things. We have so many different balls we juggle with being a mom or if you're not a mom, just work or family life, you know, trying to balance health and fitness. And are you still you're still a vegan, right? Mm hmm. How did you? Yep, I am. How, when did you become a vegan? And, you know, do you feed your family vegan food? Do you bake that for them? Like, how do you balance that, too? Because I know for some people infusing health and still trying to keep a, a healthy lifestyle while working in, and everything else can be a little daunting for for them, depending on the person. Right. Um. So I like the first full fledged day was. December 9th of 2010. So I'm like 11 years in the game at this point. Nice. So, you know, I, at this point, I'm used to it. And nobody else in my family is vegan. I'm, I'm like, no, nobody in my immediate family on my husband's side or my side. Like, nobody. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> so anytime there's a function with food, I just always make sure that, like, I have something um, for myself. There, there have been times in the past where, like, if something had like cheese in it or something had butter or whatever, I would just be like, bump it, I'll eat that. Right. But um, for the most part, I try not to do that too much. Um, it's been a while actually since I really have done that anyway. But um, as far as like cooking for the people in my household, I usually make us the same things. I will just make my version and then their version. Yeah, I don't think people realize that it, it doesn't have to be hard, right? Mm -mm. And my husband is a vegan. He's been a vegan for, I think, the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. Like, shortly after we got married, he jumped from, you know, vegetarian. And then, like, maybe 10 days later, he just went vegan. Like, forget it, I'm done. And he right. hasn't looked back since. And I think, for me, I've had to learn how to cook things different and stuff like that. But now it's just second nature. But it's funny that you mentioned when you go to different people's house. Because he's the only vegan on in his family and in my family so um <laughs> so but I will say that people try to be understanding and like they'll try to cook things you know that he can eat so or he'll right. just make sure now because I think at the beginning he used to be so mad because he used to be so hungry like okay I, they don't have anything I can eat like come on right. um but now it's like he's like I'm gonna eat before I get like we we got it down to a science <laughs> <laughs> right that's that's how I do too like I either eat before I go or make sure I have something but I feel like it almost took this whole 11 years for people to start trying to accommodate me ain't that a trip because <laughs> seriously like um like now, now when I go to family gatherings they'll be like oh I thought about you and I got this or whatever but like for the past 10 years it was never that well I say I say 10 for the past what two years two and a half years we ain't really been doing stuff together but right you know, it, it took a long time <laughs> but you know what too and and then we can move on but what I noticed too in the beginning is that people felt like because honest and truly, people in our community, in the African-American community, they are so, veganism is so foreign to them. You know, yeah. they're just like, what is this? And they get it confused with being a vegetarian. Like, they don't really fully understand what it is. And it's not that difficult, but they have a hard time wrapping their brain around what it is right so I think for a minute certain people are like used to cook food and be like oh I made you something but it had no flavor <laughs> like, had... like you can eat salt <laughs> like right yes <laughs> we can eat flavor you can eat herbs and spices hello girl <laughs> I remember one Thanksgiving or whenever it was somebody in my family I'm not gonna say their name they were like oh um Eric, I made you some greens. It literally tasted like <laughs> they just put the greens in boiled water and then that was it. They probably did. They were terrible. <laughs> so vegan food can be very flavorful, like very flavorful, really good. 
herbs and spices are vegan. Like they're literally plants. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> and that's what we use to flavor the, the meat that y'all eat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Girl, anyway, child, that's just a whole topic. Right, for yeah, we could day. talk about that for three hours. <laughs> we really could, but it's just really so interesting. People are always like, so what is vegetarian? So what is, I'm like, and you don't eat fish or anything? Like, right. Oh so God. just so do you eat fish? I'll be like, Lord, it's not this hard, people. <laughs> it's not. It's so simple. <laughs> Anywho, moving on. Um, I know we were talking just to kind of wrap up the whole balance piece. Did you do you have yeah. any tips or advice that work best for you in terms of balancing all the many different moving parts that you have going on? If so, share them, please. Just really going back to what I said and like knowing when you need to be what you need to be when you need to be that mm. um, and and really sticking to that, like sticking to your boundaries like this morning. Um, so I have a separate work phone, um, like from my personal phone. And one of my friends texted me this morning because she gets like our newsletter uh, or I say our for my job. Uh, we send out a newsletter every week. And so she gets that. So she sent me a text at eight something this morning asking me a question about something that was in the newsletter. And I texted her back. I said, I'm off. Mm-hmm. You can text that to my work phone and I'll answer you tomorrow. No, she's my friend. But she was like, really? And I was like, boundaries. Because <laughs> I'm off. I'm not I'm not working at eight something in the morning. Um and and it was to my personal phone and not that she she doesn't know that I have a, um or she didn't know that I had a separate work phone but you have to teach people your boundaries like no matter how uncomfortable it might be because all I had to say was $150 that was the answer to the question it was that simple but in order for me to continue practicing sticking to my boundaries of not working when I'm not at work mm-hmm. I have to stick to them no matter what mm. so knowing your boundaries and sticking to those boundaries. Yeah. That's fair. And I think if you're the type of person who you're like, you don't like to tell people no, you're a people pleaser, um, you take on too much, then you probably need to self-examine that too and see what do I need to do different so that I'm not overworked, stressed out, and all that other stuff. Okay. Exactly. How, you know, are you a TV person? Sometimes, yes. Okay, so when you watch, what do you watch? (laughs) So I just finished a a series called C. It's on Apple TV. Have you watched it? C, like Mm S-E-E? Mm-hmm. Haven't heard it. So it's with Jason Momoa. And first of all, Jason Momoa. <laughs> I know. Relax. <laughs> um, that, that was all I needed to know about the show to know that I wanted to watch it. <laughs> okay. But people question his, um, like, ability to act. Um, in this move, in this movie, in this show, I feel like it was fine because he had to be really... I mean, I guess he always is that, like, barbaric kind of person. Yeah. yeah. Um, He's kind of typecast. Yeah. So, it worked. Um, it worked for him in this. Um, but I... You know what? I've never really paid attention to how well or not he acts because... <laughs> because you're not paying attention I guess I to that. Distracted. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in this one... So, this show is about... Um, like the there was a virus that killed a huge part of the population and everyone who survived was blind mm. and so they had to kind of like start over start society over and like relearn how to do things um and then there were um somehow a man was born and he was able to see and um he had children and his children were able to see so the majority of the people who were blind thought that those people were witches. Mm. So it's about like that. Mm. Um, this is really, it's really good and interesting. And the queen that they have a queen girl. I, she is, I can't, 
you have to watch it and, okay. and form your own opinion of her. But like, oh my God, I've, she's disgusting. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> that sounds like it's right on my alley. Yeah, it's good. It's on, like I said, it's on Apple TV. And then I've been watching Project Runway. Do you watch Project Runway? You know, I used to super long time ago. I have not watched it anytime recently. The only reason that I started watching it is because I went to visit my parents about a month or so ago and my mom was watching it and it was a really good episode. And so I just started over from the beginning of this season. It's like season 19 or something like that. But I hadn't watched it in a while either before that. But this season is really good and some of the designs are good. What else am I watching? I'm watching Married at First Sight. Are you watching this? I am. I am excited about this season. I am too. I have not formed an opinion on the couples yet because I, I haven't either. That first episode was three hours long, and I hate when they're that long. I can't do. It. I fell asleep. I'm not gonna like. I can't do it. Right. I don't even know anybody's name yet. So, cause Shari, Shari sent me a text. She was like, "Do you um or like what are your couple predictions?" I was like, "Child, I don't even know these people's names yet." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like so, I've been, I, I, I attempted to, but I'm like, there's, I'm not going to dedicate three hours to this. I'm not. That's, that's really ridiculous to me. Right. Like, show me the day that they're wedded and like, you know, I'll look at some of that part and then, but I personally like it when it jumps to the honeymoon. Like that's the part yeah. where I'm like locked in all throughout, you know, the episode. But the beginning, I'm like, okay, it's just a lot. Like, I don't... A whole lot. Like, we don't need to know this much. <laughs> it's not that serious. Like, to me, you know, but it's I think not, I'm not to form a better opinion at the wedding reception and then honeymoon, and that's when I'm like, okay, I'm diving in. So, right. we'll see. We'll see. Right. We will see. Um, with last season, were you surprised with the outcomes after the after (laughs) I was so okay the the shocking the only shocking part to me was Gil and what was her name I can't even think of her your love baby let me tell you something that bothered me Mm -hmm. her whole attitude at the follow-up at the reunion I'm like oh my god Gil is over here like in tears Mm -hmm. emotional hurt you can just see the hurt all yeah. over his face and she's just smug and just like hmm, I'm fine right Ooh, that that body nah. that that shocked me it did yeah she seemed into it so into it like what I mean she she did a complete 180 did she yeah it's so it's so weird like I'm like so know. it looked like she was accepted I was so excited because I'm like Gil was so patient with her Right. I mean, he was super patient. And then she was looking like her guard was coming down. It was just a, a really nice show of a natural progression of their growth and all of that. And then you going to tell me that that you don't look that you never loved. So you was ne- I was like, wait a minute. Right. I don't know. She confused me. Um, and it's weird because well, not weird, but she was like my favorite throughout the season. I liked her Stop. because I liked her. I know. I liked her because she was she was her well, I, I feel like self. She was her authentic self. Uh-huh. And it's like you you get what you get and you don't pitch a fit. <laughs> like whatever whatever she showed is you know who she was or whatever. Now she got on my nerves with like the whole yes, I want it this way, this way, this way, mm. or whatever, and like complaining about things. Mm. But I appreciated her authenticity. And then for her to do that, I was like, ugh. Yeah, that was very like. Yeah, she pissed. Kind of hurt my feelings, but yeah, you know what's lot. interesting, and I hate to throw shade at Gil, right? To anyone listening that loves Gil. But um, I have a cousin who's connected to quite a few people in Houston. And apparently, and I don't know, allegedly, right? I don't know how mm-hmm. true this is, but Gil really had a reputation with the ladies back in Houston. Like, a reputation. Like, oh, he's a whole, like, that type of reputation, right? Who knows? I don't know. But I feel like unless he's completely unless he's a sociopath I'm like I feel like Gil was very genuine throughout this whole process he he also seemed to be very authentically himself mm-hmm. and ready for this commitment because I'm like why else would you be as patient 
and kind and understanding, you know, as he was with Marilla. Right. Maybe he was just ready to hang up his whole hat if that possibly you know, the, uh, the alleged. I'm like, people can uh, change. Like, right. They really can. He was just like, change. you know what? I'm done. I'm done with that life. I, I want this. And he just really went all in. He yeah, did. I felt bad for him. I don't know. Do you follow? Do you follow them like on social media now? You no, know, I can't. I kind of don't. Mm-mm. Do you? Okay. So I do. Well, I, some of them. I follow this account called. Um, Married at First Sight fans, and they'd oh. be giving like spoilers and stuff. So Don't I'll follow the stuff. Yeah. But like, did you know that Zach and Bao dated? Now I I did follow that. I saw that they dated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was very odd. But at the very same odd. time, both of them are kind of quirky though. Like I I kind of get it a little bit. I thought it was odd, but I kind of get it. Bow deserves so much better to me, though. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Johnny just pissed me all the way off. Yeah. I mean, I used to say so many mean things about Johnny watching the show. I mean, he was just so emotional and just like, you know, I don't know, because people always like to say, if you've never been on the show, like you don't know what type of emotions are gonna come out of you when you're in that type of environment. Because right. like, dude, bro is super emotional and just he can be mean and this and that. It was just too much for me. Yeah, he was a lot. I didn't, I didn't like Johnny, especially not for her. She took a not lot for her. Oh, she took a whole lot. Cause let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna disrespect me and talk about talk about my smile, talk about my laugh. What? Right, and then he said something about he wished that they would have chose someone else for him, or they chose the worst person that they could have chose. <laughs> okay, okay, bye. <laughs> right, <laughs> bye. And you know what? In the beginning of the process, I was hopeful for them because I'm like, oh, they have just you know their cultures, and they both seem really committed. And then I really kind of liked how they were communicating to each other. They seem to be very open and honest, and I'm like. Oh well, maybe this could work. Then I was like, "Mm mm, no." It hit the fan. It hit the fan. Okay, right. But we'll we'll see what happens with this season. I I gotta learn these people's names. You know, I'm terrible. I am so terrible with the names. I'm terrible with. (laughs) Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Or good night. I'm Dana, a.k.a. DanaMike781 across the social medias, and I am here to tell you about my podcast that is currently streaming on your favorite listening platform. It's called This Should Be in a Book. People often tell me that the things I say should be in a book, but I didn't want to write a book. So I decided to release my knowledge podcast style. New episodes are available every Monday, and you'll be able to listen to my insight on this thing called life, three points in a poem style minus the poem. <laughs> so after you finish listening to this podcast, head on over to This Should Be In A Book to listen and subscribe. Hope you enjoy. So <laughs> I don't know if you heard about or um, was seeing different posts about this particular podcast. It's hosted by two Black guys. I think they're African. I, I don't know what country they're from. I don't think they're from America, though. But they look, they're black. You know what I'm saying? Like they're men of color. Okay. Right. Um, and what happened was Asian Debrat, I think that's her name. Um, she's like a young up and comer rapper or whatever. She was on their podcast show. There were several black girls on the show. And I guess she spoke up to one of the hosts and was like, you know, basically you mad, disrespectful, you're mean. And he kind of went off like, you can't come on here saying, I mean, you can get off the effing show and all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. So it's a podcast they record and they also have like, I guess, a YouTube channel. So it was a video that everybody could see. So for the most part, she held her composure and all that good stuff. So from that happening, that video went viral about a week or so ago. And then the conversation came into play about how they talk about black women in general on the show. Now I saw a recording where, you know, the host was like, yeah, we don't do, um, we don't dip in the colored pool. We don't do dark skin, you know, if anything, and he's referring to him and his co-host who happened to be 
very brown and <laughs> brown skin, right? Dark skin. One of them is really dark skin. The other one is kind of a lighter brown or whatever, but both of them very chocolate enough, right? We don't, we don't dip in the dark skin uh, side of the pool. If anything, you know, we may, if we date, you know, we don't date Laquisha's or La- whatever name he chose to use to describe a black <laughs> woman, right? And then, you know, he was like, I mean, we may do a red bone, but just extremely offensive so then that started going viral and people just started roasting them coming for them which they should right because the comments are so demeaning like so disrespectful to black women so then the topic of conversation that came up that i sent to you was why is it so profitable to shit on black women should men even be allowed to have podcasts lol but seriously so i'm just (laughs) gonna read what they said and then we'll talk a little a little bit about it the caption says black men are incentivized to disparage black women online because it pays it gets clicks views and engagement shaming humiliating and scrutinizing black women is one of the quickest ways for black men to go viral and amass a following. Black women are scrutinized for how long our nails and eyelashes are, what kind of college we went to, for being breadwinners, for not being breadwinners, for wanting to be traditional housewives, for not wanting to be traditional housewives, you name it. Black women have been hyper scrutinized online for it. Let's talk about why this matters. Um, and then they go on to say, note, I did not name the YouTuber on slide five on purpose. So they're they're referring to the same guys that I just mentioned. But right. what are your thoughts on this theory? Like, what do you think about that? I mean, so honestly, I had never even heard of these people or I don't think I noticed. Well, let me not say that. I was going to say, I don't think I noticed that people shit on black women. Okay. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> But I think the way that I have my social media set up, mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of that stuff. I don't follow people who speak that way. Yeah. I don't um, like accounts that like constantly put stuff out like that. I don't follow those. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really aware of it um, in that sense. So I, I hadn't formed an opinion on it um, before you sent <laughs> before you sent that um that post just because I was not really aware I I, I don't know it, is ignorance bliss I don't know <laughs> but I would just prefer to not use my energy to mm-hmm. be mad about something that ain't got nothing to do with me because the what they whatever they think has nothing to do with how dope I am I know that's right it does not define who we are right at all um um, another comment in this post is saying black men have long jumped at the opportunity to announce their romantic preferences, preferences, even when unprompted. Right. Like personally, I I don't see women, a lot of women jump to say, oh, I don't date black men. I don't date black men. I don't date Pookie and Ray Ray or Tyrone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't date Tyrone's. I don't do... I don't see that, but but I have noticed that a lot of black men online, not every black, clearly not every black man, but I have seen a lot of black men make this profession, right? Like profess who they prefer to date. I mean, and that's fine. You're free to do that. But your mom is black. Like, what does that say to me? I just question, what does that say about how you feel about your heritage and yourself? Right. I don't don't think that they take much pride in it. They can't. It's, I mean, it's weird. It's so weird. It is very weird. I guess for me, I'm the type of person who likes to get into the psychology behind why people think the way that they think. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when I hear stuff like that, it just makes me wonder, like, what happened to make them not appreciate yeah the person who raised them like what either what did she do or what did they see that turned them off or who did they listen to that told them that something else was better yeah and i i do understand that there are situations i've seen it we've probably all seen it in some shape form or fashion where 
if you're a quote unquote lame in school or yeah. you don't have like if you're not rocking the freshest gear or whatever whatever that is you can get dissed and you know rejected a lot from from black girls so yeah. is it coming from a place of hurt and rejection or is it coming from a place of you really not being in tune and in touch with who you truly are and don't really have a full appreciation of who we are and and who black women are like to your point it's like where is that coming from right told you that we were less than or not enough where did that come from or is it just coming from a place of you've been hurt so much by black women that you have no tolerance and no patience with dealing with black women i'm just like i'm good i've been treated better by women with you know and other ethnic groups or whatever maybe it's that right or do you not feel like you're good enough for us or that do you feel or do you feel like you know the type of person that you are and it's pretty shitty and you know that we're not going to put up with that and they will see see now look so i had a po- I, I recorded a podcast with um Gosh, I don't know why I can't even think of his name. But anyway, he, Ed Reed. Okay. I'm like, how can you not remember him? Right. I remember <laughs> Hello. Um, Ed Reed, NFL Hall of Famer. And I brought that question to him. Like, so what's up with your peers not really seeming to date or marry black women? And he mm-hmm. had to be honest about that question too. Like, man, he was like, I don't know. I love black women, blah, 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 blah. But I think to some degree, what I've seen is what you just said. Like some men are just like, you know, I I ain't got to deal with or put up with a quote unquote strong or an assertive or a woman that is sure of herself and confident enough to um, to correct me or to hold me accountable. Right. So. Yeah, I'm going to just go with a pushover or somebody I know who I can run or control. And sometimes that looks like somebody with a different skin tone. Right. I was talking to one of my (laughs) friends um, yesterday about um, the difference, not the differences between men and women, but um, the question was, are all women the same and are all men the same? And I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um, somehow we got to the subject of uh, why... I'm trying to think of how it, how it went. Um, I wish I could remember like what the exact question was, but my response was that men like to be in control, but women do not like to be controlled. Mm-hmm. And so when you get into relationships, that dynamic a lot of times comes up. And especially because na- nowadays, more black women are taking back their power. Yes. <laughs> um, and men don't necessarily know how to function with that because it's like you're supposed to be submissive or whatever. Um, whatever. Uh, right. Yeah. And so that's just not that's just not how it goes. And so I think for a lot of men, when they see, like you said, that assertive woman or that woman who knows what she wants mm-hmm. and they're not able to control that, yeah. they try to find someone that they can. Yeah, no, that's true. And um I am seeing, and I've noticed, there's a friend of mine that I have from TSU. uh, It's a guy, and he shared a post from this man. And I said, let me check out this dude's page. Basically, his whole platform is help, quote unquote, helping men, you know, realize or come to the notion that they're the real prize. What is what is in marriage for men you know like it's like he's creating an a whole new narrative of shifting i don't know shifting the narrative around well men men are the pride what what do you bring to the table woman women what do you bring to the table and i'm just like i'm looking at some of his videos like wow like i don't think i have no doubt in my mind that you know there are plenty of women out here that take advantage we know there are plenty of women out here that take advantage of men you know that do men dirty and stuff like that like i get that but why do you feel the need to have a whole platform 
you know, that's teaching men, hey, what's in it for me? Or, you know, why, why, why should we get married? We get shafted in the end. Like, it's just negative. To me, to me, it was just negative. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with helping men to understand who they are, who they right. could be, you know, speaking life into them, encouraging them in their manhood. But why is it at the spin of making women look bad? Right. I mean, that doesn't make any sense because at the end of the day, are you saying that you don't want a relationship at all ever? <laughs> because I, I mean, I mean, unless you plan on being in a relationship with another man who brings those same things to the table, <laughs> this conversation is pointless. <laughs> I mean, and that's not to say anything about men who prefer men. Like, I'm not saying right, anything of course. about that at all. Right, right, that's right. That's not where I'm going. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just, what's the point of your conversation if you're, if you actually do want to be in a relationship with a woman, like, but you're telling us or telling other men that they shouldn't be like, what is this? It just kind of vexed me, you know, because (laughs) when, because, you know, thinking, thinking about it, you mentioned how women were taking back our power. And I mean, if men just really sat down and thought about it as well, we didn't women. We just we're the last species on the totem pole to really get rights in general. We couldn't work and, you know, we couldn't have our own bank accounts. And, you know, we were really in a place of servitude, in my opinion, to men. So now that we're able to have the same freedoms and rights and liberties as men, yes, there are a lot of things we just don't have to put up with. Because right. now, guess what? We're not waiting on a man to pay for our bills, to put food on our table, right? to teach, to, to do any of that. Right. So you have to understand if you're a mature man, where that sense of independence is really coming from where the pride and what we've been able to accomplish comes from it's not at the detriment or well it's not saying that men that we don't need men or love men or adore men it's not about that it's just that we don't have to put up with the same stuff that we had to before so we don't right right so but now it's this whole new narrative of it's just so vexing to me what do you bring to the table what is this conversation right, i don't like it i don't like it at all what girl what table, <laughs> what table? i just be okay i just be listening like oh lord jesus like what what where are we gonna end up in like 5 10 15 years because this stuff it's like i feel like men are in competition with women and vice versa and it's just it's it's a lot saints right humanity as a whole (laughs) is just really going down i think (laughs) oh yeah oh no yeah there's no doubt about it no doubt about it (laughs) humanity as a whole is just going right down the tubes i didn't mean for this show to be to take a negative turn guys (laughs) (laughs) we can we can turn it back positive right we're gonna flip it around we're gonna flip it around let's get off this because i just yeah it's it's crappy i don't said about it right there is i just don't think that i don't know if we could why can't we all just get along who said that You know what, that, that topic, and then I was talking to, um, and then we'll move on talking to the matchmaker. And I'm just like, people just, people aren't interested in getting married either much anymore. Mm. So then what happens to the quote unquote black family? Or I guess families in general, because I think that conversation spans across uh, racial uh, but but sis, I still see by and large. I look at the people I work with. White people, they get married though. They are. They get to. They date. They move in. They get married. All of the young people on my team, they do. They do. They get married. I don't see that much anymore. Like I remember ten years ago, 10, 15 years ago, we were going to mad weddings. Oh, some wedding over here. What? I I don't remember. I used to go to at least three weddings a year or so. Mm-hmm. I've been to maybe one wedding in the past four years. Well, also COVID. Or two. <laughs> I'm talking about pre, even pre-COVID though, sis. Yeah, I went really? to one, my best friend got married during COVID at her, at her home. And then, you know, I see a few people here and there, but I'm just saying for the most part, 
not it's just I don't see it as much as I used to see it I'm seeing it a lot um and maybe because I live in the south and that's mm. like a thing to do like it's on a list of accomplishments even in modern day times mm-hmm. that's still a thing to do okay um, so I see it a lot down here. There's been a lot of a lot of wedding posts and stuff like that. People, Good. I mean, they're not as big because you know of COVID oh, yeah, and stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot, of, a lot of people get married, both black and white and Asian and all the things. But um, so down here, I haven't seen it affected as much. But what I have heard more of as of late, just kind of going off of what you were saying is people who are married talking about how they wouldn't necessarily do it again oh I say that (laughs) me too (laughs) (laughs) so you know that's that's a whole you know a whole thing as well oh yeah you know let's be let's be very real (laughs) (laughs) so the people who are deciding not to I understand your sentiment You know, and I wanted to make that clear, too. I understand that. I Mm -hmm. really do. Yeah. It's it's just kind of a weird space because I do truly understand if you just really aren't interested. And I I really respect people people for being honest Mm -hmm. with themselves and the people that they're dating about that. Be keep it 100. Like, if that's not what you want, be real. Be honest about that. I respect the honesty, but the honesty at the same time. I still kind of think like, damn, well, what is this going to look like, you know, years to come? It'll it'll just be different. Right. I wonder if it'll be more like villages again. That's possible. And, and villages worked. Yeah. You know, a community of people helping each other, working together, like that works too. So... We just have to change our minds and we we have to evolve as the world evolves. Right, exactly. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm Shari. And I'm Sharice. And we are the Optimistic Divorcees. Two happily divorced women who are optimistic about life, but real about love. Catch our new podcast on your favorite podcast platform with new episodes dropping every Monday where we talk about life, love, and everything in between. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Opt Divorcees. That's T-H-E-O-P-T-D-I-V-O-R-C-E-E-S. Bye! Okay, moving on. So... <laughs> So 2022, new year, who this? Um, any resolutions? Do you do resolutions? I used to do resolutions, but then I stopped. Um, I think I stopped because I would always, uh, or I would ne- hardly ever like stick to what I resolved to do. <laughs> so I just stopped wanting to keep disappointing myself or wanted to stop. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? However that goes. Um, And so I just was like, okay, well, this is what I'm on right now. And I'm going to be on it while I'm on it. And then when I'm off it, I'm off it. And I'll be on something else. Mm. Um, So that's kind of how I approach it. Because like the new year, of course, is significant, I think, just because um, like it represents like a a beginning, like a a space kind of like start over. Not even, not really start over, but like start from where you are. It just gives kind of like a marker from where you can start something. Mm-hmm. Um, but time continues so I don't necessarily wait for January 1st to start something that I want to start mm-hmm. and so that's where I am with resolutions like um, I don't I didn't necessarily wait for it. if I wanted to do something I just did it then yeah I, I, I agree with you there I don't really do resolutions anymore because I, I love the feel of a new year because like it just it feels like a fresh slate for me. That's just how it feels in my mind, like a fresh slate. But also every Monday feels like a fresh slate for me. I don't know why. I don't know why it's Monday for me. But on Mondays are like, OK, I'm going to start this or Mondays are going to start, you know, and that could be a little bit of procrastination thrown in like, oh, so I'll start it on Monday, you know. Right. But the the point I'm, I try to drive home or the point that I'm driving home is for me, I just try to use every week to reexamine 
mm-hmm. and and self-reflect and say, okay, what do I need to accomplish this week? Okay, I need to go ahead and knock it out. So I don't wait a whole year. Right. Or even if it's like a November and say, oh, I'm going to start January 1. No, like, we don't know if we're going to be here, you know, January 1. Right. You probably should take advantage of the breath that you have now and just make the necessary changes and do what you got to do. You know, so I agree with you there. I don't really do succinct resolutions because I'm like, and every day is a new day to get better, to implement something, to walk towards a change or do something to improve your life. So I feel you. Yeah, exactly. I just, for me, I think when I became like a moment to moment liver, Mm. if you will, resolutions kind of went out the window for me. Um, I mean, of course, like there are things like if I, if I see something that I want that costs X amount of money and I know I need to save that much money, Mm -hmm. um, you know, then I set like the goal to say, okay, I'm going to save this amount for this long and then I'll be able to get that by then. So stuff like that, I think. Yeah, that's Um, fair. But like, as far as like my life and like things that I want to do, if I want to start it, I'm not necessarily going to wait until something happens to start it. Because like you said, we don't know if we're going to be here or not. And also, I think the real new year is in um, in March. It don't make sense. Yeah, because it don't make sense for because like right now everything is dead. Oh, you mean just seasonal? Like if you're looking at seasons. Yeah. Okay. Um, Because right now everything is dead and things start to come alive again in March, April. And so Hmm. I feel like that is more of like the start of a new year for me. And my birthday is in March, but and so it could have something to do with that subconsciously. Hmm. But just looking at it just based on nature, everything is dead right now. I don't necessarily want to start dead. (laughs) I want to start alive. I don't want to start dead. That is hilarious. I, you know what? That's the cool way of looking at that, though. I like that. I don't want to start dead. We gonna start. We gonna start in the spring right. when things are bo- about to balloom. Right. And it, I like that. I like that. Right. I'm not and knocking no, resolutions though for for people that make them. I'm not knocking them just no. for me. Yeah, we're not knocking. No, not at all. Like what? No, not at all. Because whatever it takes for you to find the motivation to get where you want to go, that's what you do for yourself. Yeah. I'm just speaking for what works for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Same for me. Same for me. Um, okay. Um, how do you, well, first and foremost, do you believe you live a purposeful life? Yes. <laughs> do you live a fearless life? For the most part. (laughs) (laughs) No, right? Um, What do you think... How did you get to the point where you are now where you're like, okay, I'm living a life that has purpose? Because so many people struggle with just finding their purpose and kind of getting outside of their comfort zone and breaking out of fear. How did that happen for you and and how do you preserve that moving forward in your life? I cannot like I wish that I could figure out exactly like what I did or what happened Mm -hmm. to make me feel like I lived a purposeful life. I think what it was like I kind of just said a few minutes ago, learning to live moment to moment and not necessarily looking for something to do or something to be but just being being where I am and enjoying and appreciating that and then as things around me change learning how I fit into whatever that is um or if I didn't fit into whatever that is being okay with that (laughs) yeah um so just the words to describe like how it goes are difficult to find (laughs) um because I I think a lot of people look for a purpose Mm -hmm. instead of realizing that their existence is the purpose my god on today (laughs) Mm. because we look for something to do that defines us 
Um, And I think society makes it that way. Like you have to be a doctor or you have to want to help people or you have to want to, uh, I don't know, what are, what are some popular purposes? <laughs> uh, be an influencer or entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, that's all the new rage. You have your own business mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. When the essence of all of that is who you are. It's not what you do. Yeah. Like anything, anything that you do is going to be what it is because of who you are. For sure. And so if we would just begin to learn that, learn who we are, it would help us in anything that we choose to do. Yeah. Because your per or doing purposeful things um it just kind of stems out of who you are as a person. Yeah. That's true. That's a great way um of looking at that because I think there is a lot of pressure put around what's my purpose? What's my purpose? And what I've experience and what I've learned is that a lot of times we're most times if we're actively using our gifts and doing a lot of things that come natural for us that is a part of the purpose that is a part of the plan and most importantly is what you said your existence baby that that makes it enough okay you're here and that is purposeful like the fact that you are here is purposeful so don't get frustrated and um, don't get hung up and stuck on what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Endeavor every day to be a better version of yourself, whatever that may be. And I think it will come whatever that epiphanic moment is you're looking for or revelation is it'll come. It'll come. You have to you have to do something, though. Like you can't be laid up in the bed every day. But if you, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? But if you are actively pursuing things that make you happy or, you know, you're knocking down goals, if you're being purposeful and trying to be productive and stuff like that, that will come. It will come. I just wholeheartedly believe that. Right. And then not tying it to I think a lot of people get bogged down because like having to work like at a job mm-hmm. that pays you money to pay your bills. Um, a lot of people get like really discouraged because the things that they enjoy doing don't pay as much as like what a nine to five would. Sure. And I think that it's important that we learn how to separate mm-hmm. um separate ourselves from that narrative just because there are you know things that is being human (laughs) um, living on this planet like we know that there are certain things that we need to do in order to sustain our lives or make our lives what we want them to be Um, and so not not putting so much weight on the nine to five that we need to work to pay the bills, even though like it is a huge time suck. It is a huge energy suck. Yeah. Um, but this is what funds you being able to do the things that you enjoy. Absolutely. So looking looking at it, looking at it more as an investment in yourself and the life you want to live, as opposed to it draining and sucking the life out of you and then maybe choosing something that you enjoy doing better than what you're doing now Uh, because there are so many jobs Mm -hmm. (laughs) you don't have to you don't have to sit in a call center if you don't want to you don't have to work at walmart if you don't want to there are other things that you can do that might be a little bit more enjoyable but still pay the bills um, so that you can do the things that you um, want to do. And again, that's not knocking sitting in a call center. I'm just saying if you don't enjoy doing that, f- maybe find something else that will pay you to yeah. be able to fund the life you want. And, you know, sometimes- it doesn't have to be starting a business because that's what a, a lot of people do. They'll they'll jump to starting a yep. business and they realize that that's even more work than the nine to five. Yeah, it ain't less work. It's more it work. Ain't. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, it's more pressure, right? Because right. you can't, you're not relying on the check to come through. Mm-hmm. You have to create the opportunity to earn that check. So exactly. you're absolutely right. And then sometimes know this as well. Sometimes you do have to just pay your dues. If that yeah. means you working it, you gotta be at Walmart. You gotta be at Walmart. Like I remember there were times when I was, deser- felt like I deserved to have a better job, a better opportunity. And I would interview and I would apply and apply and apply. And I had the skill set and 
the doors were not opening. I was interviewing, the doors were not opening. And I knew at that point that I needed to, there's a reason I'm here. There's a reason I have to be here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to wait when that time is right. I'm going to wait. And it happened when the time was right too. So sometimes you do have to be patient and wait and, and kind of pay your dues and get whatever lesson it is, you know, that you probably have to get in that moment, in that situation and in that season of your life. Right. I mean, I think really just looking at it again, like I said, as an opportunity to fund the life you want. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. That's, That's all a job is. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And so you do that to the best of your ability and then other opportunities will come. Yep. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Thank you so much for your wisdom, Dana, and for sharing with us. <laughs> I appreciate it. You have to come back. You have to come back and then we'll talk about, you know, Mirrored at First Sight. And once we figure out the names and and have our. (laughs) Right. right. I'm going to I'm going to return the favor and have you on mine um, at some point as well. I'm trying. I'm like laying out how I want to see. That's something about me. Like I haven't said nothing for this year. Like last year, I had every single month planned out what I wanted to talk about this year. I ain't planned nothing. So we're just going to see how it goes. But I think what I'm going to do this year is like just have organic conversations like this with people. Yeah. Like when I do have guests on there and then just have people on that I vibe with like me and you next Mm -hmm. week. next week I think it's next week I have my friend Bianca on we're just gonna talk we're gonna talk about (laughs) mediocrity and how we we just how um we feel like we shouldn't have to like overwork ourselves to you know Mm -hmm. get to a certain place or whatever so I love it I'm I'm looking forward to that conversation me too how can everybody follow you online so on Instagram, that's where I'm at most of the time. I am Dana Mite 781. That's D A N A M Y T E 781. I feel like I'm on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, so Dana Mike 781 on Instagram, Dana Grant on Facebook. I don't really be on there like that, but I mean, you can go on there if you want to. Um, and I'm not on anything else. I haven't got on the TikTok thing because I just feel like I don't need anything else to distract me Same. from life. Same. <laughs> so I haven't gotten on TikTok yet, but um, or, no, I haven't gotten on TikTok. Not yet because I don't plan on doing it. I'm on Twitter, but I don't tweet. Um, also Dana Mike 781. Um, Snapchat too. Uh, and then my podcast is called This Should Be in a Book, and you can listen to it on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Play, Stitcher, I think. Okay. If you if if they're interested in the yoga classes, where are you located? How can they reach you for that? So <laughs> I'm in Columbus, Georgia. So our yoga studio is Riverflow Yoga and wellness and it's located in columbus georgia um downtown on the riverwalk we just moved into a new location in november of 2020 it's so nice y'all like it doesn't even feel like you're in columbus when you're in there but um so we have live classes there and the website is riverflowyogacolumbus.com in columbus georgia not columbus ohio um and um so riverflowcolumbus.com and you can see like our schedule of classes there but we also have a virtual studio so if you're interested in taking virtual classes which i have a few on there i don't ha- i don't do the virtual studio a lot because again i said i'm the manager as well as the teacher and the manager being a manager takes a lot so um i'm on the virtual studio a little bit but my friend tony she has a lot of classes on there my friend Allie does and charlotte um uh, and they're they're really good yoga teachers as well. So our virtual studio is available, and you can sign up for that um, on the website. And the classes on the um, on the virtual studio are like ten, like between ten and thirty minutes long. They're not going to be your full hour. Um, but yeah, yay, awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being a guest on the show. And guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, this year should be a great year of podcasts and sharing. So, you know, reach out, tune in. I love the feedback and I will chat with you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to today's show. Please follow Faith Over Everything podcast on the following social media platforms. 
Faith Over Everything underscore podcast on Instagram, or you can find us at Faith Over Everything Podcast on Facebook. If you have any additional questions, suggestions, or would like to be a guest, feel free to email me directly at Faith Over Everything Podcast, the number one at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, share, and like on all of the platforms. I am looking forward to engaging with you guys and have a great day.